Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're going to be talking about some of our life stories. We'll be telling you the story about Wanda and Maggie. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. Okay, so I learned a new word this week, or I guess new phenomenon. It's called parasocial relationships. Uh, Basically, the definition of it is that you believe you have relationships with like people on TV or like just famous people in general, like in the content you consume. And I've been having a lot of dreams where I am friends with YouTubers. Like it happened once and then it happened twice, two more times this week. So every time I have these dreams, it's always me trying to get these YouTubers back together. Like they're dating in real life. But for some reason in my dream, there's something that breaks them up. For example, I recently had a dream that Cody Ko needed heart surgery, very minor, but heart surgery. And for some reason, he was like, I don't think I need to be with my girlfriend anymore, his girlfriend in real life, Kelsey. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I cannot let this happen. I love them together. So in the entire dream, I was trying to convince him to get back together with her. Yeah. Tell me I'm not weird. Please tell me that everyone has things like this. I feel like everyone to some certain degree has this. Okay. Maybe. That makes me feel better. But I also don't want to be like, you know that that meme where it's like, Aaron, or no, it's like a Victoria's interview and the actress for Jade is like, oh my God, Ariana sings all the time. And then Victoria Justice is like, I think we all sing all the time. So I'm not like trying to do that right now. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the intention of that was that Victoria Justice was jealous of Ariana Grande. Yes. Um, I am not jealous of you about these dreams. Um, you can keep having them. They're- I don't know why you would be jealous. <laughs> They're causing no harm to anyone. <laughs> Neither is her singing, but anyways. Yeah, if anything, I think my singing is causing harm. But I'll get into that in a little bit. Okay, so... What are you up to this week? What has happened? Okay, I feel like I mean, I feel like I've, I'm always saying this on the podcast that I'm spiraling out of control. And I think it's because my diet has been like, so bad these days, like I keep going out to eat. And like, I'm gonna give cut myself some slack because it's like the summer, like everyone wants to go out patio lockdowns kind of lifted. So we've all been like kind of going crazy. And I know like I've seen you like quite a bit. Yeah, and I think all our friends have been getting together too. So I feel like my diet is kind of out of control and I'm spending a lot of money and my taste buds are super weird now and like TMI, but I have no proper bowel movement. Like sometimes I'll just go like once every five days and that is not good. That just means I'm going to die. So my, my goal is to not go out or to get takeout for the next, okay, Sally's birthday is coming up. So not for the next two weeks. (laughs) I know it's a silly goal, but I think it's a small step in the right direction. I think it'll reset my taste buds. Um, It will encourage me to eat at home, to be healthier, to get back into working out as much as I want to. And yeah, I think it will be, I think it will be good for me. Maybe. You have to set a goal for yourself to not eat out for two weeks. (laughs) This is... 
even my mom is like, oh my God, you're going out to eat again? Like, this is a lot. Like, you were getting fatter. And I was like, oh my God, you are right, mom. Yeah, yeah but your mom is just mean. Well, yeah. My mom, like, in general, doesn't, like, everyone's mom comment on their body. My mom just does it, like, a lot. Um, But no, I think this is good for me. I went out with my friend yesterday and I was like, okay, this is my last time. And then she was like, oh my God, we should do a double date. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, but... Also, I'm trying not to eat out, so can I see you in a month? And she said, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that why you were like, oh, Kathy and Kim are available at the t end of October because you don't <laughs> want to eat out this month? So you're like... No, they said that. Or Kathy messaged me. She said they're free the last two weeks of October. And I was like, okay, weird, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so far in advance. To give context, we're in September, the mid-September this is good. This lets me plan. Then I can like, okay, this will be my cheat day. So that means I'm going to be eat super clean for these days. But like a month and a half in advance, I you need to plan the, your cheat day. <laughs> the more advanced notice, the better. And then tell me where we're going so I can look at the menu and plan. People like men specifically do not need to look at the menu before going to a restaurant. And it's like, how do you just make that decision off the top of your head? Is this anxiety? I hope not because like I don't I don't need another thing. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I feel like it is like a little bit like planning anxiety because you like having a plan. You especially yeah. like having a plan. But I relate very hard about the restaurant one. Yeah, is this like the fear of the unknown or something? Like I'm trying to take control of like what I can control and it's like when I can't do that, there's like that's how the anxiety manifests. I don't know. It's funny. Wait, it was like on this topic, I was telling Nick about, like, my boyfriend Nick about this, and I was like, yeah, like, I don't get how you just go to a restaurant and just, like, not look at the menu beforehand. Like, are you a psycho? Is this okay? And then we got on the topic of, like, who's the dominant one in the relationships. And then we were looking at, so we use, like, you and Jordan as an example, and we're like, oh, yeah, like, Wanda, like, very obviously. <laughs> like, where's the pants? <laughs> and then we're like, oh, Sally and Dan. Uh, probably, like, Dan probably wears the pants. And then we were looking at us and we we're like, hmm, who wears the pants in our relationship? And I was like, probably a little bit of me more than him. And he was like, no, 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 it's like pretty 50-50. Would you say it's 50-50? No, I would say it's like 80-20, maybe 90-10. Me? Yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll let him think that he wears the pants. <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> I don't think it, it's like a bad thing. I, I don't like, think I, it's bad either. Yeah, like... And I don't like the whole, like, who wears the pants in the relationship because that is, like, oh, who is stereotypically Gender male? I think yeah. – yeah, exactly. So it's, like, I just think it's, like, whoever is more easygoing, I think, is the one who doesn't wear the pants in the relationship. And obviously, between you and Nick, Nick is the one that's way more easygoing than you, which makes you wear the pants in the relationship. But then if we look at Sally and Dan, Sally is the planner and Dan is not. Yeah, but he's also, he has a lot of opinions. Mm, maybe. So I think that's what makes it, but he's also like the more dominant one, like between, um, well, I mean, the podcast has not met Sally and Dan, but from what we know of Sally and Dan, we don't, of course, we don't know what they're like and like when they're just alone, but um, in a public setting with friends and stuff, Dan is usually the one who like asks for things, the one who speaks up 
the one who like talks, the one who has a lot of opinions and which makes it seem like he wears the pants, which mm, see, this is the thing. I think when in private, I think Sally wears the pants. Yeah, probably. I think he, he will do whatever he can to make her happy. He will go out of his, I mean, he should, but like he will go out of his way kind of thing. Like put an extra effort, I think, behind closed doors. Yeah. He's like the stereotype of mean to everyone else, but then really nice to the main character female. So like every (laughs) K-drama. Yeah. (laughs) Their life is a Korean drama. (laughs) This is where all Korean men get their personalities from, from all (laughs) K-dramas. Oh my God. You know how like people, like freshmen, whatever, like they're, personality is like oh i watched the office or something yes. right yes. so korean men's personality is i watch k-dramas yeah that sounds about right um very concerning yeah stunning realizations do not like this yeah neither are personalities yeah but to be fair all my personalities are centered around what current show i am watching I hope that's not the case for me because I'm currently watching a show that's supposed to be a sitcom, but I mean, the mom, the daughter are both in Alcoholics Anonymous, and there's a lot of people dying in the show, and I'm not quite sure how it's a sitcom, but some parts are funny. Wait, what is it called? It's called Mom. Oh, Anna Ferris and Allison Janney. Yeah. Actually, there's a laugh track to it, so maybe, yeah. I mean, your description of it was way darker. I would not have thought of the show, the hit show, Mom. <laughs> but, but like, it's what it's about. Like, it, the reason why I call it a sitcom is because mm-hmm. there is a laugh track. Um, I think Anna Ferris leaves. She gets, um, no, like, it, it was announced, like, recently. Not recently, sorry, last year. But they, oh. they the show is still going on. But they cast, oh. like, like, someone else to to like fill her shoes but not to replace her oh okay good but also i don't like okay well i mean it's been going on for eight seasons so i'm one surprised it hasn't been finished yet like concluded in any way two not canceled um it's not that good um (laughs) and then three uh anna ferris is like pretty famous so i'm surprised that she stayed on for like that entire time I mean, she hasn't really been working. She's just been doing podcasts so far. Yeah. Us and Arna Faris on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There was an episode where Chris Pratt came on mm. and he played, like, the love interest. And I was like, oh, this is so sad because they seem so into each other. I mean, he plays, like, a mentally ill um, hot guy, but, you know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, like, it was cute, you know, because I was like, oh, they were still married back then. Oh, Cute. Okay. <laughs> Update. Okay. Nick got a haircut. Oh, nice. Yeah. Why have you not sent any pictures? Is it different? Oh, um, yeah. It's like drastically different. Like very short. Oh, send pictures. Oh, I don't have a picture. I have a TikTok though. Of his haircut? Yeah. Wait. Okay. So let me paint you a picture. So first, so there's a TikTok right now. It's of Adam Driver. Um, It's from an episode of Girls, but it's him eating some soup and then slurping it and saying good soup so all these tiktok reactions have just been good soup so me and him like just keep saying like good soup to each other and then we went out to eat with like him and his friend and nick was like hey it's like film this tiktok of me like drinking the soup and saying good soup so 
his hair was down and I filmed it, sent it to him, he sent it to his friends. Then he got roasted in his group chat and they were like, hey, you look like a meth head who was abandoned from an Alabama family or something like that. Like, you look like some sort of spider web hair. Um, and then I think his feelings were hurt. And then he said, no, and then he was asking me too. He was like, I know you don't like my hair long. I know you don't like it when I put it in a bun. And I was like, no, who told you this? What? <laughs> and he said, no, be honest. Do you like Do you like short or long hair? And I was like, well... I don't want my preference to, um, you know, I don't want you to like do whatever you want because of my preference. Like I do have a preference for short hair. That's what I like on like myself and like other people. And he was like, okay, I'm gonna stop talking about getting a haircut because all I do is talk about it, but I never do anything. And I said, okay, I still think you are handsome no matter what haircut you have. Aww. And then the next day he went out to get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's like very short. And then he made me film another TikTok of him drinking another soup, saying good soup. Good soup. Send it to his friends and ask, hey, have I redeemed myself? So now I think they're complimenting him. Wow, this is, I can see why the two of you get along so well. <laughs> because we're both like, hey, like I want to, I don't, I don't want to like put my opinions on you. That, but also the whole, like, the peer pressure thing, like, wanting to please people and, like, going in for that, like, redemption, like, oh, you don't like my haircut? Okay, I guess I'll go get a cut for you guys and not for myself. Honestly, yeah. He said it's been over a year since he cut his hair. I mean, same with Jordan, pretty much. I like Jordan's hair. It's very nice. His new hair or his old hair? His new hair. Yeah. I like it because, okay... I guess another story time. So I like the fact that Jordan does actually put his hair into a ponytail slash bun because what he used to do when he went to the gym was wear a hat because he didn't like it when his hair got into his face. The issue with the hat, though, is that when you're benching, you can't wear the hat because, like, it obstructs your view. It's just mm. uncomfortable. So every single time he'd get onto the bench, he'd lie down, he'd shake his head until the hat fell off beside him, and then bench pick up his hat put it back on next set lies down on the bench shakes his head until the hat falls off and then finishes benching and then puts it on again so like i don't know why this motion like i like it doesn't bother me in any way like it doesn't hurt me it doesn't like does nothing to me but for some reason it makes me crazy and now because he can put his like hair still in a ponytail I no longer have this issue. It has been such a blessing. Jordan, please continue putting your hair in a bun. I love it. Oh, wait, he can still put his hair in a bun? Yeah. Um, the lady who cut his hair was like, hey, do you still want to put your hair up? And he's like, yeah, ideally. And she was like, okay. Hmm. Wanda, what is, who is your beef or crush of the week? So this week I have two beefs. One beef is from a long time ago, which I just thought of, and one beef is more current, something that happened over this past weekend. Um, so I'll start with that one because it's more current and, I guess, relevant. So there's a university in Ontario. Um, it's called Western University. What ended up happening this weekend was that there were more than 30 um, women who alleged that they were drugged 
and assaulted. And it all happened in one, what are they called? Like one dorm? One... Oh my god, it was one single dorm? Yeah, it was one dorm, one specific floor. So it was very like targeted and it was very um, planned. That's insane. Holy yeah. Shit. And like I was reading about it and people are saying that like the allegations that a girl was um, tied up with duct tape and assaulted. Um, there was others where it's just like people knew about it beforehand, like the RAs and everything, but didn't get extra security in until Saturday night when it was too late. Um, another story that was kind of separate from this was like a guy got like an 18 year old, I think got jumped and like beat to death. Um, a lot of messed up shit happened this past weekend. Like, yes, it's frosh week. Um, and yes, I guess you are seeing people, new people for the first time, but in no circumstances is it cool to assault, uh, rape or kill someone. Um, yeah i I, <laughs> I don't know who that psa is for but i mean psa like... don't assault rape or kill <laughs> wise words with wanda <laughs> like i feel like I, I like i feel it feels like it needs to be said like who taught you that this was okay like this is like 18 year olds going to university for the first time and like because it is like a university situation it like we don't really know if anything's going to happen to these people just because, like, the university is probably going to investigate. They might want to try to, um, like, undermine the news, like, try to brush it on the rug a little bit just because they don't want, like, a bad rep for their university because, like, donor money and, like, future students' money. Um, so, like, I don't know. The case is still kind of developing. There's a lot of stuff on TikTok right now um, if you want to go find it. Like, I haven't seen it, but that's what I've heard. Um, the issue is a lot of the women has not has have not gone forward um, with actually pressing charges. Um, so if you've been affected, please, if you can go to the police, not campus police, but the London police. Yeah, I think it's very brave. It takes a lot of courage to come forward, but it's something you really need to do to help out other women too and to get the offenders, the people, the, the bad people, behind bars and facing the legal system yeah which i mean sparks the whole conversation with like women not feeling safe on campus which is a common issue that has stood the time stood the test of time that's so terrifying that like after like a year and a half of covid people have forgot all social norms and they're like wait a minute, it's the purge. I can do whatever I want now. Like, did COVID make you that weird? You you, you forgot how to act and you forgot what it's like to like be normal? It's so funny. The fact that it was planned too, and that res, I remember seeing it now in an article, but it wasn't even known as like the party place. I think it's like MedSid. We hope you're getting the help you need. For anyone who was affected, our hearts go out to you. And we hope that this experience does not make you want to drop out of university. We hope you continue pursuing education. And 
I guess, segue to my number two beef, which kind of seems like a not so fun, not as interesting or hard hitting follow up. But um, I remembered this the other day because I saw something on r slash Tinder. When I was in first year or second year, people would match with me on Tinder, like guys, um, 100% white boys. And not that I'm saying I only match with white boys, but these were the people who perpetuated it. But they would message me first and say like super racist stuff. So they would be like, hey, Ching Ching Chong Chang or whatever. Or they would be like, can you even see with like, eyes that squinty or like um they'll make like the typical like the dental floss kind of jokes kind of thing and like i would never respond to them because i'm not going to give you the time of day i'm going to give you the gratification of like knowing that it bothered me but like what do you get from that like if no if someone doesn't respond and back then there was like no like read like read on or whatever um Like, what do you get? Like, are you just trying to impress your friends or something? And like, you're doing this in like a group setting? Was this just one of your friends who did it? Like, regardless, it's like, what do you, what do you get out of this? Yeah, that's, yeah, that is a very good question. But it's kind of like, what, (laughs) it's kind of asking like, why are racists racists? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why is anyone that hateful and stupid and terrible? Is it their upbringing? Is it because you went to a predominantly white university? Is it all yeah. of these things? Who knows? Yeah. Anyways, be careful out there. Yeah, this is a very scary time for people. Maybe it's just like people actually know because all that stuff happened to you before COVID. And yeah. I feel like it, it would get worse too, even after COVID. Yeah. Like, especially during like um, when COVID first hit and like the early months of like March, April, I think I talked about this on the podcast, but like a lot of people stopped going to our restaurant, they started like, saying like rude things to like a lot of Asian people just like in general. And it was just like, hey, man, like, not all Chinese people are to blame for this. You know what the worst is like, Asian on Asian racism. Yeah, like my mom was like, Oh, yeah, like, we don't want people to think we're Chinese. And I was like, mom, you think people will be able to tell the difference that we're not Chinese? Like, how do you think people, people aren't smart enough to differentiate Vietnamese and Chinese. We're Asian. That's gonna, that's pretty bad enough. That's funny. I think there's a tweet like that where it was like his Thai mother was like, oh, we should speak Thai so that people know that we're not Chinese. And this guy's like, you think people understand the difference between Thai and Chinese? (laughs) Oh, so naive. Love how parents are so naive. Anyways, what's your beef or crush of the week? Um, I remember what my original beef is, but I'm going to change it to a more funny one. But you said I was going to laugh at your beef. Mm, Yeah, you're going to laugh at both. Okay, my first one is, oh, I forget why you're going to laugh at it. (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna tell you the okay. second one instead okay go ahead okay so my wait i already told you this one i sent you a snapshot of it my mom asked me recently to download instagram for her and all my friends have been messaging me saying hey your mom has instagram can i follow her um and i had to walk my mom through how instagram works um and now she's asking about tiktok um and now i'm very afraid jeffrey um Mm, not as funny as I thought it'd be. I thought it, I think I said it to you already. Yeah, what part was I supposed to laugh at? <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. Oh, my second beef. Oh, man. It's about Nick. We were talking about something. Um, it was something that I was like, oh, yeah, like we could. I wonder like why we haven't tried this or like we tried this and it didn't work. And he was like, oh, yeah, I think like it generally works with like smaller girls or girls that are small. And I was like, whoa, these are fighting words. What are you what are you trying to say right now? Are we are we going to fight? And he was like, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. It's just like it generally like like that's just like usually how it's depicted, like smaller girls. And I was like, whoa, like, I think we're going to fight right now. And he's like, no, 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 I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. And I was like, OK, I'll let it slide. But just so you know, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to remember this forever. He's already on thin ice because anyways, I was at his house last week because his mom was away. And I was like, okay, like I'll come over, like I'll work and stuff. I'll just sleep over. So we basically lived together for like a week. Um, and my whole thing is I like to sing while I work. Um, I already told Wanda this. But anyways, apparently I was singing so loud and Nick does not like to listen to music when he works. He really likes to focus. Like he like go him he has great productivity he likes to focus not look at his phone that kind of thing i like to take breaks and i like to sing i feel very productive when i sing so anyways i come downstairs to see him he has earphones in and i'm like oh my god you're listening to music when you're working what's going on am i an influence and he was like oh um it was just really loud and i really needed to focus and i was like you could have just told me this what the heck I was singing that loud. This is an issue. Please just tell me next time. And he was like, no, no, no. I don't want to hurt your feelings or anything. I solved the problem easily by myself. And I was like, okay, but this is your house. We could have talked this through together. We could work something out. Anyways, we have a sample of what it's like to live together. That's so funny. I remember reading that when you first sent it to me and I was like, holy crap, how loud were you singing? Because like, yeah, like when I join the video call and everything, you're like singing to yourself, but it's not loud. It's like very under the breath and very quiet. So it's like, were you just fucking jamming and not realizing it? He got me AirPods. I was using the noise cancellation one. So maybe. maybe. That makes sense. <laughs> He's my beef. He and my mom are my beef. I, well, like, I don't know. I expected to laugh more, but I will accept it. Nice. Um, well, I wanted to make it lighter, but, like, I guess they're all sad. It's kind of funny. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> it was funny in the moment. Like, a second story was, like, very funny when I first got that message, but. Now that I'm hearing curious- it for our listeners. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you have to listen to it the same time as our listeners do. Again. Sorry, give the sneak peek to Wanda. Next time, I'm just going to save my stories. No, don't do that. You're going to forget. Yeah, I'm going to, like, text myself the stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, once I'm going to read the text to myself. <laughs> Moving on to life stories with Wanda and Maggie. Um, I guess this will be a two-part series. We're just going to talk about some things we regret, some things in our life. We're going to reflect. We're going to... We're going to give you guys an inside scoop on our life. And um, Wanda's going to go first, and I'll provide some funny commentary. Yeah, so if it seems like Maggie's not talking a lot, it's because she wasn't there for the first half of my life. So, And also, I'm trying to be super mysterious and cool. Yeah, until next week when it's her turn. Then Wanda will be mysterious and cool. <laughs> Wanda, tell us. Tell us your story. Tell us what makes you Wanda. Okay, well, like, I don't know what makes me Wanda, but 
I'm going to start with a very defining moment. The moment I popped out of my mother's uterus. Just kidding. I was a C-section. <laughs> but I'm also not going to start there. Um, so the first defining moment that I can probably think of is moving to Canada. Uh, this happened in the 2000. No. Yeah. This happened in 2000. Sometime in April. Don't remember the exact date. But I used to be a giant crier when I was in China. Like I would cry all the time. And anytime I went to a new place, I'd spend half the night crying. There's one time where my mom told me that she mixed up some herbs and fed it to me. And I passed right out for 18 hours. Your mom roofied you? <laughs> I asked her what it was. And she was like, oh, you know, just like uh, med medicinal herbs. And I was like, you mean pot? <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. Just some like green stuff that, you know, we like got and gave to you that made you pass out and sleep for a very long time because you were having trouble sleeping. You mean pot? <laughs> yeah. She never confirmed or denied. But when I first got onto the plane to come to Canada, apparently I did not cry at all. So I either slept the entire way or I was like just looking around being like just a normal kid there was a kid that was crying a few rows behind me i like stood up on my seat because you know i was three years old i was super tiny and i would just like look at this crying child and i was like Ugh. <laughs> even though that was just me a few months prior so like there was this, always this whole thing with my parents would say that it was like i was destined to come to canada because i never cried like I basically got here and I became a more well-behaved child Aww. yeah so okay but then <laughs> even though that was quote-unquote destiny uh when I was around four or five years old my parents actually sent me back to China for almost a year I think um because both my parents were working full-time you know like the American dream and all that stuff and they couldn't afford daycare and they didn't have anyone else here relatives or anything to watch me so I got sent back I stayed with my mom's twin which is my aunt and I stayed with my um, dad's parents my grandparents so at time my mom was like oh this is like I've regretted this ever since because like slowly like as a child when you don't see people a lot like you tend to not want to talk to them right like if you talk to your like if your mom's like here's the phone go talk to your grandparents you're like oh I don't want to talk to my grandparents because like you don't see them that often for example so I kind of like that relationship kind of developed with my parents where my mom would be like hey like talk to me on the phone or whatever and I'd be like no I don't want to talk to you on the phone like it's so foreign to me and everything and apparently that hurt my mom a lot which I feel bad about but like what can yeah you it's, do it's natural yeah so then came back to Canada and went to kindergarten grade one this is where the bullying kind of started so it wasn't like direct bullying per se but it was definitely a lot of like passive aggressive comments being like oh like what are you eating like that's so gross like why would you eat that kind of thing so then I've talked about this before like I gave up the whole like having like Chinese food which was like really good for like sandwiches and snacks and all that stuff um this was also the uh, lunchables were really cool and I always wanted a lunchable but my parents like didn't have that much money so it's like a lunchable was kind of expensive so like um they never really got like I, I never got one um but also now that I reflect back to it 
Your parents didn't love you that much if they gave you Lunchables. This is so funny. I had made this comment too to someone and I said, Lunchables were like, if your parents hated you. Because I used to be super jealous of all the kids who had it. But like, it's probably for the best that my mom didn't give this to me. Because like, it's not good for you. It's bad. Even though it was the kid version of the charcuterie board. But still. In case you don't know, Lunchables are like, we'll put a picture in. But it's like super, it's like meal prepping almost. In like a box. There's, there's like different ones. There's like nachos. There's like little cheese and crackers and meats and stuff. But yeah, it's like not good for you. Not good yeah. for children. Yeah. And it's like, I, now I wonder, it's like, how do I even get, like, how do kids even get full on that? Because, like, what's included in the Lunchable is not, like, it's not a lot of food. It's kind of like a small snack kind of thing. It's not really a Lunchable. It's more like a snackable. Yes. Also, no shame to the parents who did get their kids this. We're not saying that you don't love your children. We're just saying, try harder. Yeah. There's, like, TikTok parents now who, like, do, like, bento boxes for their kids. And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, that's next next level. That's next level, yeah. But anyways, so like when I was in like first grade, second grade, there was like it was still a very white neighborhood where we lived. There was like no immigrants. Um, and then slowly I saw like my first Asian person in the same grade as me. And that was so cool. He was really mean, though. So I didn't like him at all. <laughs> and like I, I think I wanted to bond with him just because he was Asian. Right. Like if you like see another Asian person in like a predominantly white neighborhood, you're like, wow, like we must have so much in common and everything. And like we must like get to know each other. I know. But like this is like third grade. Me. I get it. Did you get that thing where it was like because I was also like the Asian kid for a long time. But when like your male Asian counterpart comes, people immediately start like to match you guys up or like, oh, my God, yeah. you must like him. You must have a crush on him because he's Asian. Like, that's, like, verbatim what someone, like, so many people have said to me, that you like him because he's also Asian. And I'm like, no, I don't, just for that. Now I hate him. Yeah, I was, like, a foot taller than him. He was not attractive whatsoever, and he had a very terrible personality. Um, he was kind of like a douchebag before, <laughs> like, even, like, douchebags were kind of, like, a thing. Like, the word douchebag, I guess. Um, and, yeah, like, he, yeah, and he would always, like, he'd always like I don't know like make fun of me or like be mean to me like specifically he'd be super nice to all the white girls but like he'd be so mean to anyone who was like ethnic and I like I just didn't understand it I mean I want you to dox him but also part of me is like maybe that happened to him too where people were like oh you must like want it because she's Asian so just because of that he did like the reverse uno card yeah, it also might have just been like Asian on Asian crime kind of thing. I guess like this bullying kind of like passive aggressive bullying kind of like continued. Um, somewhere along there, my uncle on my mom's side, my mom's brother died in a, like very suddenly. Um, so what ended up happening was he like oh, was up and then a phone rang and he went to go pick it up. But then he I think he he had a heart attack. It was like cardiac arrest or something like that. So um, no one else was home. So like later when his like kids came back, they found him and it was already like too late. And there was like no one that could have like helped him and everything. Aww. So um, my grandmother was very sad about that because like, you know, he was the favorite. And 
my mom like also very sad and everything and it like it sucked because like their family wasn't that rich and everything but i was very like numb to it like i don't even say numb like i didn't i just was very unfeeling about it and this kind of like i was too young to really like i guess comprehend the death so i was like i just kind of like i was like this is whatever like i didn't really know him that well like this doesn't really affect me it's like if a stranger died even though i saw that my mom was upset so then like we it was like grade eight we decided where we wanted to go for high school and everything and the high school we had was like had like an international baccalaureate program which is called ib it's an international program which is like kind of like advanced placement but international i guess and you get this cool certificate and there's like international standards and all that stuff you had to apply and then get in this was different from the high school that all of the other kids in my school went to which is kind of for the better because they kind of all sucked and got in in grade nine i had like I wasn't quite friends with Maggie. Like I kind of had other friends. Like every single time I go to a new school, I'm like, I want to be popular. I'm like, I want to um, know everyone. I want to be like, have a lot of friends. I want to go to parties. Like I had this weird misconception about what high school should have been. I blame movies, television, all that stuff. There's a lot less partying and a lot less drinking than I thought it was going to be. Somewhere um, around there, was like the great anxiety kicked in and because like your whole life your parents like Asian parents are like well you need good grades to get to university you need good grades to get to university so when you're in high school this is when it really counts and then this is where I kind of like struggled because I never wanted to look at my grades so like every time I got a grade I'd be like super anxious about it and like I would just like stuff it into my backpack not look I've also talked about this before I think um and like that continued on for a very long time because every time I knew a grade was coming back or I saw a notification for a grade, I was like panic attack. Like can't like, I just can't do it. I can't look because like knowing what it was, was worse for me for some reason. Like if I, I could look at live in ignorant bliss otherwise. I think when I was in high school, both my grandparents died um, at, within like a month of each other. Uh, my grand on my mom's side. So my mom's parents. My grandpa had had a stroke a few years after I was born. So I've never known him to be able to speak properly. He'd always just be able to mumble and grunt. And like he couldn't do anything for himself. He was also um, like he drank a lot. He also smoked a lot. But like he whenever it was cute because whenever he would like whenever I go back to China and whenever he'd see me, he like know who I was yeah. and he like point at me and he'd be like, he'd be like mm, mm, and like he'd gesture at me and then he'd like smile and everything Aww. and it was really sweet <laughs> the funny thing is when he looked at my cousin um not like my mom's son but another cousin he would just be angry at him like he would just like he would just like grunt angrily at him and I'm like Jesus Christ okay I am the favorite here nice. <laughs> And I think it was like because I was never really around. I was also the youngest of all like the grandchildren and everything. So like I was always like babied and loved and like by all my grandparents, by my grandparents, my like uh, what are they called? My cousins and like my aunts and uncles. So I always grew up very like I guess pampered in that way. I guess even though I had no family in Canada, like 
very lonely in Canada, but every time I went back to China, it felt like there was a lot of love there. Aww. Didn't ever want to stay in China, though. <laughs> Do not blame you. Yeah. Air quality, terrible. Yeah. But then, so he ended up, like, they kind of knew that he was going. Like, there was, like, signs where he, like, started to not be fully there. So my mom went back to China to, like, um, help with his funeral and everything. And then she comes back. And then my grandmother who was on dialysis who had some kidney issues slipped into oh, the, no. slipped in the shower oh no and i think she had a concussion um and like her brain started swelling or something and like they because she was on dialysis and she was so weak already they couldn't perform surgery so a week like it was in the middle of the night around like one or two my mom burst into my room and she's like hey like i need you to book me a ticket like back to China I'm like what like why and she's like your grandma just died no. um and this one was like very unexpected my mom was like very close to my grandmother um September 11th 2016 was like um the day that she passed I it was hard because it's like I felt like I felt sad for my mom but I felt nothing really about the death like I think I was more sad because I knew my mom was sad but not sad at all for my grandparents dying and i know a lot of people like out there are, like close with their grandparents and i think they feel like sadder but like to me again it just felt like two strangers dying and with this compound with my earlier thing with my uncle i'm like am i just like a like am i just bad with death can i like can i just not like is that my way of dealing with it it's just like not reacting to it at all and just become very like nonchalant about it but i think i was talking to maggie about this and she was like kind of the same way yeah i think um i mean i don't want to make it like that victoria justice meme all over again because like <laughs> what you said is very valid and is very like personal to you and like your own journey and stuff um what i think is like it's part of like a second gen like second gen problem like you're you're born here you're not that close with your family and we talked about this too like language barriers like you can't go back so often like it's it wasn't super easy to call back home back in the day. Like, it cost money. Like, you were using like, yeah. the long distance cards. Um, so, yeah, like, it's, like, super hard. So, it's, you're basically talking to a stranger. And, like, your whole thing about, like, the grand... What was it? The grandparent thing? Like, you, you were reluctant to talk to your grandparents on the phone. Yeah. Like, young. Like, yeah, that's, that's still me now, talking on the phone with anyone. So, like, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like a lot of maybe second-gen people will be able to relate to this issue. When yeah. um, family like in their home country or like parent or for what is it parents home country your home country whatever it is when someone dies or relative dies you you like oh sad but also this is a stranger to me this kind of feels nothing to me so yeah. let's hope as an experiment i will die we will see if wanda cries <laughs> Can you film oh, yourself no. for views? <laughs> <laughs> Can you kill yourself for views? <laughs> Can you vlog my funeral? <laughs> Pan to Wanda. Is she crying? <laughs> but yeah, um, no. I feel like what you're going through is a normal reaction. Like, you shouldn't be too worried about it. Um, I think you're very... Not that you're fortunate, but I think you're in a good spot to not know anyone who has died yet. I think we're still young. I'm sure you do know people who have died, but no one who's like super close to you, I guess. Yeah, which I'm very happy with and knock on wood, it continues. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
I never really felt like my grandmother liked me all that much. Like, I feel like she, her favorite was still the, like, one of the boys. Like, one of my, like, male cousins. Mm, classic. Yeah. And it was just, like, I could see, like, every time I went back, my mom would be, like, doing everything for my grandmother. And she'd be, like, so nice to her. And, like, my mom and her sister are always the people who send her money. Like, they bought a nice home for her and everything. But her favorite would always be that one, like, the one guy who ended up dying, unfortunately. But, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe that also contributed to it. But she did feed me well when I was back there. <laughs> it sucks when my mom brings it up because it's like, oh, like, I know she's sad about it and it makes me sad and I don't want her to talk about it. But it's like, I can't just be like, hey, that's not cool. I'll bring that up. That brings me down. <laughs> <laughs> stop talking about your trauma. Let's just focus on me here. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, like we're Asian, so we actually don't talk about our trauma. So actually, please don't talk about that and just repress it. <laughs> please only tell me happy things. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was, I think that was 2016. Was that high school? Yes, it was. No, it was not. No. It was oh, university. Okay, I messed up my order then. Okay, never mind. Okay, so going back to high school, I'm so sorry. But going back to high school, um, so like grade 12 comes around. I did not give a shit about any of my classes. I didn't really care at all. Um, still wanted to get into university, though. My dream program was getting to Waterloo for their software engineering program. And, of course, I got rejected because, obviously, like, they wanted people who had, like, a 90-plus average. I was barely hitting, like, 89. That wasn't going to happen, but I was still pretty devastated when it didn't, especially when other people in our grade, like, kind of got into it. I don't blame them, though. I wasn't the best student in high school. But, and, like, I, I think I got accepted to Windsor on, like, a pretty f almost full scholarship, and then I got accepted to Guelph, and my mom's like, you know what, like, Guelph's a pretty good school. Like, I've heard um, my friend talk about it. She went there for something in the past, like, I don't know. So I was like, okay, you know what, you're right. I guess it was a good decision to end up going to Guelph. Like, if I didn't, I never would have met Jordan. Um, mm -hmm. I guess that's a win. So now I can't say I regret going to Guelph because then it's like, oh, I regret meeting Jordan. <laughs> and out for a reason. Yeah, which is, like, very weird where it's like, huh. It's like, is is there a higher power? Is there, like, a, do you have a path in life? And it's just, like, you're just on this path of, like, you have no say in it kind of thing because everything happens for a reason yeah i yeah i want to say everything happens for a reason i'm gonna say that yeah i'm the for how uptight i am i'm still very much uh just let the river flow and you know i'm just gonna follow the river <laughs> i think it's okay uh, to be like that with certain things not with everything yeah yeah with my life <laughs> It's the small stuff where I, where I uh, dictate. Yeah. Like where to eat. Um, but university, like it sucked because like I went to the university that none of my friends really went to. Um, so I had to make all new friends. And of course, going back to the whole thing I talked about where I wanted to be popular. I wanted to have a lot of friends. So Frosh Week, um, a lot of partying kind of thing. Hated my roommate. Um, and it sucked because you lived in this room together there's no barriers there's nothing like there's always in this room with this one person it's like if you don't really like them you never wanted to spend any time there so i mostly just went to waterloo to hang out with sally and 
I drank a lot there, um, partied a lot there, made some really bad decisions. Um, I had, I'm pretty sure I had bronchitis for a little bit of first year and I would take medication. I like, but I never went to the doctor, but I was like coughing up like mucus and stuff. Great. But then I kept on drinking. So I'd take like medication and I drank and I take medication and I drank that probably did damage and I'm very still happy that my liver is functioning I guess but um, taking a step back are you do you regret going to a school that none of your friends went to or are you happy with that choice it's hard because it's like I think I would have liked if I had one friend but then at the same time if I did have that one friend I don't think I would have stepped out of my comfort zone or whatever to try so hard to make friends and I would be like very jealous if that one friend like got a new group of friends you know what I mean yeah so I don't know it's like I if you are up for it I would recommend it like if you think you can do it I think do it even if it's like a little bit like even if it's like you think you can do it a little bit I think you should do it because like I did make friends with people eventually like even though like I didn't like my roommate and usually that's who you are supposed to be friends with kind of thing there were other people in my program and everything that I did become friends with and while I don't always talk to them now I like I know I consider them a friend and I'm happy that I've met them that's so sweet yeah but it did suck it did really suck at first because it was a lot of like ugh, I hate this so much (laughs) I hate small talk but like I didn't really care for class I skipped a lot of class in first year even like a little bit in second year as well because it was like what's the point of all this blah 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 And I needed a 70 to stay in co-op. I think I got like a 73 for my first year average. So I was like, just just missed it by a little bit. Um, But I think it was what ended up like turning it around finally was like I was almost going to fail this one course. I like I came back from the exam and I was like, I failed it. Like I was like so confident. I was like, it was so hard. I didn't know the answer to any single question. And I tried, like, do you want me to check what the final grade is? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. And then I want to, I don't want to, and I want to. And then I was like, okay, fine. Here's my student number. Go check it. And he's like, you got a 57. I'm like, oh, my God. I passed. Like, this is triumphant. Because if I failed this course, I would have been delayed for my next semester because you needed this course to take the subsequent courses. So I would have to retake this course in summer school. I would have had, it like, a fail on my transcript because of it. And I would have been, like, probably a semester behind everyone else and that sucks because you have friends in your like year sequence or whatever and it's like you don't want to lose that um so i guess like i was like while i was like crying because i was like i was like so happy that i passed i was also like so sad that i was like so close to failing that i was like you know what like i'm i'm gonna i think i'm gonna turn this around i think i'm gonna try harder and like i guess something just like flipped in my brain and i now am the try hard person that you see today yeah, I don't know if it's yay. I was a lot more easy going back then. I had this conversation with Jordan recently, and he was like, would, would I have liked like sec- like first year, second year me? And I was like, well, I was more easy going, but I was more problematic too. I feel like I feel like you're more easy going now. If I'm if I'm Are being you completely honest, like 
knowing who you were back then. I feel like how you perceive yourself is very different, though. Like, I feel like you're very, you're, like, way more easygoing now. I think in the past, like, yes, it was a little bit troubled. You were very into, but, you know, like, standard, like, teenage things. You were, like, making up for high school lost time, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think you've, like, mellowed out a lot. That's really interesting. Why do you, like, do you have, like, a specific example? Like, does anything come to mind where it's, like, I have mellowed out from high school? Mm, or first year i don't i don't think anything comes to mind but i think it was more like you you were very ocd about very random things back in high school i guess or like you you had like very weird concerns that were like very shallow or surface level that's what i would say and like maybe because you're going through what there was a period of time where we didn't talk in high school like just a period of it and i think it was because you were going through like a boy phase, like a very hardcore boy phase. And I was like, I cannot really deal with you right now. Um, and I think we kind of just drifted. Like we didn't have like a lot of common interests, but then we found our way back together. I think like grade 11-ish. Um, and yeah, I think like you've always, like to me, you've always seemed like you're very on top of things. Like you're very like OCD about it. Like you're very like, I don't want to say OCD, but like you're very like anal about things. Like, you're like, when is this due? When is this due? Like, I, I got to take notes about this. Like, this is what the assignment is. Like, you like you seem like you had it all together kind of thing. But now you seem like you're more like, eh, like, go with the flow. Like, like I'm late for stuff. Like, you're like, eh, whatever, no big deal. I mean, you're still, like, you're still, like, kind of the same but better version of you. Aw. Every day you're getting better and better. <laughs> Aw. I guess I kind of glossed over that whole thing. But, like, I've mentioned in past podcasts where it's, like, in high school and stuff, I was, like, very boy crazy. And I think that carried on a lot into, like, first and second year. Which, like, second year was also the first time I had my first, like, I guess, real boyfriend. Um, long-term boyfriend who lasted, like, just over three years, I think. And, like, that was very different for me because I was always, like, I'm going to be single forever. Mm-hmm. Live my life kind of thing. Um and like I think looking back at it now like I think I did like I did really like him but I was like we ended up changing I guess as two different people um because like well I gained a lot of weight in first and second year too just because of freshman 15 and all the drinking and everything so like um halfway when we were together I think I lost a lot of weight um I didn't tell him like I never said anything about it because I was still very self-conscious about my weight at that time. So like I didn't say like I was losing weight. There's also this whole thing where you're not supposed to talk about losing weight. You're only supposed to like let other people see it because if you tell people you're going to do it, then you might not do it. And other people would be like, shame, shame. (laughs) And like, I just didn't need that. And it was like more of like a personal decision, everything. Um, But yeah, he started changing kind of like, I don't know if it was joking, but he kind of became like a Trump supporter. This was even before like, um, Trump was even like, uh, like a nominee candidate for the presidency. He was very like, kind of like a bit, I don't know, like, racist towards like certain types of people. Um, he would just like say things that I was like not comfortable with and like we just yeah like so we ended up like changing to become two different types of people we like um and like it was something that I never really thought of or noticed in the past but he just never really talked 
all that much. And I was the one who was dominating all the conversations, which when I was younger, I was like, oh, like, that's what I like. Because I talk so much, like, I need someone who just listens. That's not the case. I need someone to, how the British say, banter with, I guess. So the fact that he couldn't really keep up a conversation with me, like if we're out for dinner or whatever, was something that really started to bother me. There's nothing we really connected on anymore. And it was just time to um, let the relationship go. Of course, that took me a very long time to do. I had my mind made up like eight months beforehand, maybe like six months before we actually ended up breaking up. But like in my, because I was in my head, I was like, oh, like, like, some cost fallacy right like i've already invested so much in this relationship and this person they already like met my parents i just start this all over again if i were in another relationship and it's like okay like i'm not going to do it like, but there's so many times i'm like okay this is the time i'm going to break up with him this is the time i'm going to break up with him and it's like it like it <laughs> took so long to finally do it and it's like that's on me i need to get better at that <laughs> oh no are you thinking about that with jordan <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs> But if I did, I might think about it six months before I actually do it. <laughs> you are one of the most outspoken person I know about politics, about like social issues. Um, so when you told me about all this stuff after the breakup, I was very shocked that you kind of let it slide almost. Yeah, I think me too. I think I did let it slide for a very long time. And it's like, I hold very like liberal, like both of us do. Mm -hmm. We hold very liberal views and like, he'd sometimes just like joke about things and i was like oh like i don't like um, it's not a great joke like it'd be like four chance kind of like types of jokes and stuff and i'm like this isn't great and like i think the one of the things i don't really have now was that like i was always kind of embarrassed to bring him around to my friends and stuff because i'd always be like oh like i have to take care of him like i don't know if he's going to talk to people properly and like what if he says something weird and like so I always had to be like, kind of like, I felt hovering. there was like the, always this, pardon? Hovering. Yeah. Like I always felt like I had to like hover around him just to make sure. Like I felt like I was the parent and I had to make sure my kid was doing okay kind of thing and not saying weird shit. And so like, I never, like, I don't know, like there were so many times where like, even before I thought about breaking up with him, I was like, oh, I don't want to bring him there because like, I would rather just feel like I'm single. Which is like terrible to say, but like it was what I felt like. I was like, oh, I don't want to bring him to the club because, um, like I just want to like hang out, like I'm just single and free and whatever. Or like I don't want to like bring him to this bar because I just want to hang out with my friends by myself. But now, like in a stark contrast, I'm like, oh, like of course Jordan, you can come. He's like, am I invited? I'm like, you're always invited. Like I would bring you like anywhere. I would prefer if you went. Actually, Jordan actually doesn't like that because I have like. Whenever we're together, I, like, stick myself to him, and I'm, like, always there. And he's, like, you're around a lot. I'm, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Am I clingy? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, literally, if it was, like, um, if, like, if Jordan was, like, some, like, I don't know, blob, and I'm, like, a parasite. Like, I'm, I need Aww. the host. <laughs> but in, cute. like, a healthy way. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I will say, though, like, your ex, you started bringing him around, like, towards the end of the relationship when he started getting attached to, like, Dan and Pravi. Yeah, but Pravi attaches to everybody. Yeah. He attaches to all the boyfriends. Yeah. He he is very nice to them. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Dan and Pravi. Didn't mean to do you like that, I'm sure, but... I'm sure they moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they prefer Jordan. No offense to your ex, but Jordan is... So your ex was like here. Jordan is like 
amazing. He's great. Yeah. No offense, like, to him at all. Like, we did part on, like, good terms, I guess, even though it was, like, very, still, like, very sad because, you know, like, it's an end of a three-year relationship and everything. And he did message me after and he was like, you know, like, my parents don't really have anything in common either. And, like, they don't talk much. And, like, you know, you just, you just have to, like, just, like, have to find what you are, like, you just come to sit in silence or something like that. Like, or something just saying along the lines of, oh, you can make it work. And I'm like, yeah, that might work for them, but I don't think it's going to work for me. So that's actually, that's a really interesting thing. Like the older generations, they are perfectly okay with like not having anything in common, just sitting there in silence and mm-hmm. just like generally like not liking their significant other. This is like we see in my parents, <laughs> like we see it in a lot of my friends' parents too. Yeah. So very interesting that he's like kind of okay with that. So I have this thing where, like, I, if I, like, other than, like, one ex, where, like, if I break up with someone, um, like, I don't really, like, want to talk to them anymore kind of thing. Like, I kind of, like, cut them out of my life completely because it's, like, it makes me uncomfortable and gives me anxiety to, to have to make small talk with them and everything. But I, like, sometimes wonder, it's, like, if he, like, after a while, after the relationship ended where he was, like, yeah, like, we weren't really that compatible. Hmm. Like, even though he was, like, sad about the breakup and everything. But, like, I do wonder if, like, later on. Because it's been, like, it's been a while since, like, we've broken up. So it's, like, like I wonder if he thinks about it. And he's, like, hmm. I, like, yeah. It was, like, right to break up with Wanda. Or, like, Wanda to break up with me. Because, like, if she didn't do it, like, we would have been unhappy and never would have, like, found myself or found myself with another person kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I hope he's doing well. I also hope he's doing well. And I hope yeah. that he finds the person he was okay with having nothing in common with and sitting in silence. <laughs> or he has changes views. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, when we, like, when, like, writing the whole system, it's, like, it's more of, like, a who's more compatible with me? And who's compatible with my friends? Like, I'm not saying this person is a garbage person or whatever. And, like, Jordan's, like, so much better kind of thing. I'm just saying it's he's more compatible with me. He's more compatible with my friends. This could be completely different for someone else. Don't want to don't wanna be mean. Don't want to burn any bridges here. <laughs> I mean, Jordan is great. If you look at our previous episode, I think I was cracking some great jokes. And Jordan is the first one to kind of, like, crack a smile or, like, catch on to what I'm trying to say. So thanks, Jordan. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're like a delayed laugh. I watched the episode. I think I said some funny things. You're a delayed laugh and Nick was a delayed laugh and Jordan was like, haha, funny. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thanks, sorry Jordan. we are now timed on how fast we <laughs> laugh at things. Sorry, some of us are a bit listen, slow. Listen, I'm insecure. Laugh faster. <laughs> sometimes it takes me a while, okay? Like sometimes that the laugh has the form, you know? Like it has you know how I don't know, like an anime where they like make like an energy ball or whatever and they, it has to get bigger and bigger yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you gotta get it like a big one like a deep throaty one one that is like on par with your joke you know nice thank you i respect that yeah um so i guess not much happened else in i guess university ended up meeting jordan i, I mean i knew jordan like I knew of Jordan and then we also had classes together and he also gave me a t-shirt which for like the company that he created which was called Pass the Ox um, 
And so he's like, we knew of each other kind of thing. And then in fifth year, we like that was when we started talking. Uh, he says we met differently. Don't believe him. It is, it is false. I remember it very vividly. Um, he says that I got his number because like I did that on purpose. But I actually was just very... So, okay. So what ended up happening was we were in this like... I was talking with my friend Patrick um, and then Jordan came along. We were talking about this one testing question for one of our classes. It's called testing. And we just couldn't figure out how to do it. We had no freaking clue how to answer this question. So we kept on going back and forth on it. And I had to go catch my bus. But then I was like, hey, like, Jordan, can you, like, keep me in the loop of things? Like, I want to know how this conversation proceeds. And I was like, hey, give me your number. Like, and then I'll call you and... Um, I can listen on the conversation. I had no intention of getting Jordan's phone number that way. Like it wasn't, that wasn't my intention. My intention was to figure out how to answer this question as the book nerd that I am. Um, but he says, he's like, oh, you're so smooth. Like that's how you got my number and everything. Oh, no, 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 that's, <laughs> that's not what I was trying to do. It was very innocent. You now, slightly before this, I took my GMAT. I was studying while I was doing a co-op term, which is like an internship kind of thing. Um, my boss was very nice and gave me a day off for it. Aww. But then afterwards, everyone was like, so what'd you get? Like, what, like, what, did, what, like, what did you get on your GMAT? Like everyone at work and stuff. Cause everyone knew I was taking it. So like the first question in the morning is like, how did you do? How, like, what did you get? And then my boss, like, uh, my manager, he set up a meeting with me and I was like, oh my God, like what's going to happen in this meeting? Cause it's always like very, like, cause we weren't discussing anything. There was nothing on the books and it was very ominous. And I was like, I walked in and I was like super nervous. And he's like, so how did it go? What did you get? And I'm like, oh my God, I literally spent half a day worrying about what was going to happen to me because like you sounded so serious. He was like, Hey, can I come see, like, can you come see me this afternoon? Like, it was very, like, very serious and he's like oh i just don't want to ask you in front of everyone else and i was like that's really nice but, but i was like, very nervous coming yeah, into this you could have sent like an outlook <laughs> invite and like put the topic in the subject like line or like whatever managers always do that maybe they do it on purpose to like fuck with you yeah but yeah so met jordan um eventually started dating and then i went off to my mba again same issue wanted like had to talk to a lot of people really wanted to be popular and then shortly very very soon gave that up because it was like oh maintaining conversations and friends are hard so then i just ended up talking to a few people nice. surprisingly they're both asian and it's like hmm so i just gravitate towards like asian people <laughs> um that kind of mba kind of sucked a lot of classes uh. <laughs> but now you're doing phd Woo! yeah i did my okay so I, like this wasn't part of my update because i don't know why but with my phd today was the first class and my it was my supervisor's class and my supervisor loves talking and loves telling stories so he ended up telling a story after every single person's introduction so it took me took our class an hour to go through introductions of 15 people I mean, great time killer, but like also a waste of time. Yeah, like I, I went and I just turned my camera off because I was like, I, I can't sit here and just listen to like, because he is my supervisor, I have heard a lot of these stories before. So a lot of them are just repeats of things I've heard in the past. So I was like, I completely tuned out and everything. And I was like, wow, I can't, I can't believe the class is almost over at this point. Wow. And 
yeah so that was my first phd class my mom's like and then you have no more classes i'm like no that's my only one i am taing one class this semester hey, so getting money yeah well i mean if you, hourly it's 42 dollars, but the, the downside is that there's only you're capped at 140 hours oh. so it's not a lot of money but it does seem like it if you say it by hours wait 140 for the semester for the semester yeah wow so it's only it only comes out to be about like five or six thousand dollars which oh i just did the math yeah you're right <laughs> yeah so it, it it sounds great hourly it just doesn't with the amount of hours you get it's it's hey, not great money is money yeah I, it is it does feel nice to be earning money again mm-hmm. um i think jordan started to feel a little bit sorry for me the fact that oh. i have like no income coming in so he's paying for a lot more stuff and i'm like oh you don't have to do this <laughs> That's funny. That's Wanda in a nutshell. I feel like I only told like the really sad parts of my life. No, you told happy parts. There was Jordan. There was you getting your act together. There was um your PhD. I felt like I could have been happier. I hope yours is happier. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be happy. We'll see my mood. Yeah, I think it definitely is like. The defining moments of your life are not usually like happy moments, right? Yeah, they're the things that like kind of build build character. I think they're yeah, the shitty parts, and it's like this is how I overcome it. But also, like, how dare you try to make me overcome my own failures? Like, let me fail. <laughs> I mean, that's on you. You yourself is trying to get you to <laughs> overcome yourself. So, god damn it, I'm my own obstacle. Yeah, and your own overcoming the obstacle. Ugh. But thank you for sharing your life story with us. I think this was really good. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to it, too. Um, I know I've heard a lot of it before, but some parts I was like, oh, this is so new to me. Um, Yeah, it's very, very insightful, very interesting. I feel like I know you so much better now. And I hope our listeners also got to know you so much better now. Um, Yeah. I guess next week is me. Yeah. Are we pumped? No, I have... (laughs) I have no... I feel like you could tell my life... Oh my god, we should have told each other's life story. You could have told mine so easily. I'm like I not feel like a I... private person, so like... I tell Wanda, <laughs> like... I, I like try so hard to be mysterious, guys, but I cannot shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should be like... Oh, okay, let me let me tell Maggie's story. <laughs> like, before you tell your story, just see how accurate I am. <laughs> Let let Wanda mansplain my life to me. <laughs> Which I do do now. <laughs> Wanda tends to mansplain like a little bit, like a tad little bit these days. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, am I just becoming more of like a man? Like, what is going on? Like, why do I keep mansplaining things to people? I can't help it. I love it. We did start a group chat just to roast you. That was the, that was the original intent of our group chat of me, you. Jordan and Nick, we made fun memes of you. Yeah, my favorite part was when Nick roasted me and then immediately afterwards went to you and was like, hey, is this too mean? (laughs) (laughs) No, he said it to me first and was like, hey, is this too mean? Like, do you think it's okay to share? Is it too savage? And I was like, no, 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 this is perfect. I'm dying laughing right now. Wanda will love this. Yeah, that's that's so funny. It's like, wait, wait, wait. This this is not too mean of a roast, right? This is a honey roast. Even, like, the green card thing, like, last week's episode, I was saying to him, like, oh, my God, like, we lost. Like, you knew nothing about me. Well, he knew a lot, actually, but, like, we still lost compared to you guys. 
And he was like, well, when you think about it, Wanda doesn't like to talk, tell her significant other about herself. So like three years, like it probably took a long time for Jordan to learn all this stuff about Wanda. So I think we're doing pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'm a lot more open when you are dating me. I think that's fair. Um, um, sorry, I cannot date you, I guess, but like, this is as close as I can get. <laughs> I think you should try harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean I can't score. <laughs> no, that's like a douchebag comment thing. I, I, I know, but like, who's the goalie? Oh, Jordan. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. Because I, I think usually when that, when that's the case, the goalie is like the tampon. What? Yeah. It, it usually, no, usually douchebags say it when, like, the girl has a boyfriend already. I thought it was, like, there's something in the way. Like, there's, like, like a goalie. Like, it's, like, oh, she's on her period or something. No, you like, pervert. Just because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she has a tampon in. Like, even though she has a tampon in, I can still score. No? No, no. you pervert. That's not what it is. <laughs> I mean, it has the same meaning. No, it, like no positivity. <laughs> Question of the week: What does "there's a goalie in the net, but I can still score" mean to you? Not the tampon <laughs> thing, that's for sure. I, I mean, it, it could be, it could go either way. You know, now that when Maggie says that, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a little bit more sense. But you know what? I that's how I learned it. Um, maybe I'm just more positive and accepting but you know oh sorry i'm not accepting (laughs) (laughs) thanks for tuning in go listen to us wherever you get your podcast and on youtube go follow us on social media tiktok instagram and twitter and come back next thursday for another episode of apologetically me bye